I, um, you know, you are an expert, a world-known expert of Kashmir Shaivism, and um, Professor Kark already referred to it. So if you can focus a bit on Kashmir Shaivism, tell us what it really is, what is the school of thought that we know about, and where, how was it connected with rest of India, as in what are the schools of thoughts that emerged from Kashmir Shaivism, making it a, you know, a sort of a continuous, um, you know, uh, if you would say, um, stream of education or stream of um, understanding our own selves. Um, so over to you, Virendraji. Om Namah Shivaya. So, thanks to Indic Academy for this great opportunity and this uh, thanks to Narendraji. Subhaji has uh, given a lot of information about Kashmir's contribution and interaction with the rest of the world. <clears throat> my, most of my friends would have read Shu Puran. Lord Shiva says, whenever there is adharam, whenever people are in trouble, I take the human form just to relieve the sufferings of the world. Similarly, Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, popular, yada yadahi dharmasya. Now, let me give a, I have you know, born and brought up in Kashmir, give a Urdu touch to this yada yadahi dharmasya. I will translate it into, into Urdu. Uh, please remember the word Tanazul. Tanazul means decline. They say Tanazul par jiswakt aata hai dharam. Tanazul par jiswakt aata hai dharam. Adharam aake karta hai badhar gharam. Ar ye andera jab dekh paata hu mein, to insa ki surat mein aata hu mein. This Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. I will translate it also. My friends have not followed it fully. Now, how Kashmir Shaivism was either originated or reborn in Kaljuga. They say after this Satyuga Tapartitya, the great masters went into hiding of Agamas. They went into hiding, and Lord Shiva wanted to enlighten the world. And our Guru, Sai Durvasa Rishi, he initiated. Sage Durvasa Rishi in Kalash Mountain, Lord Shiva assumed the form of Shrikantanatha and initiated Sage Durvasa Rishi in Shavagamas, and then Shrikantanatha disappeared. Now, Sage Durvasa Rishi wanted to impart the knowledge that he was ordained to enlighten the world, impart this to deserving people. He could find no worthy disciple. So he was worried. He could not find a worthy disciple to impart the knowledge. So he created Manasputra, mind-born son, Trimbakanatha, and uh, imparted him with the knowledge of Shaivagamas, which was not done through writing. It was done at the Pashanti level, mental to mental level. He will just initiate him. And he also created Ardhatrambaka, a female mind-born daughter. Please remember, in Agamas, we give more importance to the female learning. I mean, they are no less than men in any case. So they say 
15 uh, disciples were created through this mind-born son. And the 15th one, he was not that capable. So he was advised to marry. So he had a son. Then from father to son, this knowledge was spread. And uh, then Sangam Ditya was one of the disciples. He came to Kashmir and settled in Kashmir. So this is uh, the background from Sage Durvasa. Then what happened in 8th century? 8th century, there was a great Shava saint, Vasugupta. And they say he was one day uh, not well, uh, he was rather dishonored by one Nagabodhi. He was a Buddhist saint in 8th century. He, was, he felt jealous of Vasugupta because people were praising Vasugupta. And he said, why they are, what is it he's up to? And he was rather not, uh, he was rather insulted. They say Vasugupta went back to home, slept, disappointed. He said, oh, Lord Shiva, they did not allow me to talk. And night came Lord Shiva in his dream. They said, go to Mahadev mountain, find Shusutras and enlighten the world. In morning with his disciples, he goes to Mahadev mountain. It's actually just near Srinagar, called Dashigam Forest Reserve. That's the Mahadev mountain. This or a stream, there was a big boulder. They call it Shankarpal, and by just touching it, it overturned and Shoe Sutras were revealed. What are the Shoe Sutras? Those are the three levels of self-realization, which I will again want to elaborate. This is the beginning of 8th century revival in, of Kashmir Shaivism. Then his disciples were, one of the very important lineage was Utpal Deva, who created the proper the doctrine of recognition was done by Utpal Deva. Then very illustrious scholar was Acharya Abhinogupta. Subhaji also mentioned his about not only Shaivism, Tantra, aesthetics, Nati Shastra. He, this was almost incarnation of Lord Shiva. He compiled all the Tantras and wrote Tantra Loka. Then he wrote wonderful commentaries on the most subtle texts like Paratramishka, Malani Tantra and uh, Shoe Sutra Vimarshini, lot of things he did, uh, Acharya Manogup, but uh, there was a modern interpretation of Shaiva literature. Then there were other scholars, and let me mention Swami Lakmanju Maharaj. Swami Lakmanju was uh, the last great master of Kashmir Shaivism, and uh, he conveyed the lineage, he conveyed the lineage, and scholars all over the world learned at his feet. That is the history of Swami uh, Lakmanju. And uh, you know, friends, we just discussed, uh, my people ask me, what is this Shaivism? What is Kashmir Shaivism? <coughs> As Subhaji also mentioned about Tamil Nadu and, uh, and Kashmir, you know, Shaivagma, Tantras. Let me, my friends, I will tell you, there are, uh, there are variety of Shaivisms. I will uh, categorize four broad, it's very important to know, there are four broad categories of Shaivism. Four broad categories are, two are basically, one is from Tamil Nadu and second from Karnataka. The Tamil Nadu is a very, very old called Shaiva Siddhanta. Shaiva Siddhanta is spread to Tamil Nadu, Sri Lanka, Malaysia, Indonesia, you know, it's also very ancient and you know, must have heard they are incorporating Shiva Puran. It's based on the nine Mars, the saints, life of the saints, 
and you know like you know shikari how the hunter you know the bail patr felt he got enlightened sadhana penance and fact uh, whenever dr karan singh meets me he always tells me please in north people are not aware of shaiva siddhanta you must tell people in north india about shaiva siddhanta also shaiva siddhanta is very close to kashmir shaivism in fact has the same agamas same 36 tatvas which we uh, discuss in uh, kashmir shaivism same is in shaiva siddhanta also only thing is differences because kashmir shaivism is strictly advait we are just part of lord shiva nothing below that absolutely divine lord shiva but shaiva siddhanta is dualistic tantra it's based on dualist tantra means pashu and pati a bonded soul and the lord shiva is, a, is our master this is about shaiva siddhanta in fact shu subramaniam swami the great saint in hawaii he is follows uh, uh, this uh, shaiva siddhanta tradition in fact his guru was from sri lanka i used to have some conversation with him whenever i was in america now he is no more second shaivism is veer shaiva or lingayat in karnataka it was the founder was king baswa baswas baswas basveshikeshar and it was basically a reformist movement because people would always uh, indulge in rituals uh, betray people also and not have the essence of spirituality so baswa was a reformist movement he created what we call it basveshwar his uh, darshan called baswa six vachana six basic principles and also my interaction with great uh, this uh, lingayat scholars they have their, they also have a close relation with kashmir shaivism this uh, lingayat they have got to call it linga lingodhar diksha they go shivaling and it is also from tantra lok is elaborate ritual of lingodhar diksha so it also has a link with uh, kashmir shaivism now coming back to two shaivisms shaivism based on vedanta is shankaracharya advaita shaivism of shankaracharya which are the bhashas tikas everybody knows about it and shaivism based on agamas we call it revelation texts also called tantra is kashmir shaivism in fact uh, it's a big subject a lot of discussion you know there are also uh, it is strictly monoistic there is also dualistic tantra like netra tantra then uh, what we call lokakshi tantra and lokakshi pashupa tantra you know there is which is popular in gujarat also that's called veda ved tantra so these are all of all varieties essentially kashmir shaivism is based on agama strictly tantra now some people also ask me why kashmir shaivism why it's called kashmir shaivism why word kashmir shaivism i want to give this basic knowledge because basically you know no variety right in any grant it is written kashmir shaivism it's a trik darshan with the vigya darshan basically when uh, maharaja pratap singh he invited jagdish chandra chatterjee a scholar from bengal that uh, it was the order of swami ram was a great mystic and great scholar of kashmir he was param guru of swami lakhmanju he told pratap singh that the problem he had you he said what uh, sir what help i can do what seva i can do he said there are scriptures sir you know that some leaves lacks line with some scholar something with some scholar why not you compile it is very very important so he did a great work jagdish chandra chatterjee a director of maharaja's archives of sanskrit texts uh, assisted by two great pandits mukundram shastri and madhusudan kol 
they compiled Tantra Loka, all these Granthas were compiled and printed. And because of, he called it Kashmir Shaivism. Now what has happened? Worldwide, because I was just wondering, you know, can we call it universal Shaivism? Worldwide is known as a Kashmir Shaivism only because mostly our foreign friends, they call it Siddhi Yoga, Kashmir Shaivism. It was propagated by Swami Mukhranandaji. He did also great uh, work in spreading Kashmir Shaivism because he adopted Kashmir Shaivism as a spiritual creed. So this is also the answer that people are asking why it's called Kashmir Shaivism. Now, <clears throat> what is Kashmir Shaivism? As I said, it is based on Atmas. Kashmir Shaivism is a universal spiritual philosophy which focuses on supreme unity of the self with the God. It accepts all the aspects of life and teaches the path of realization based on divine grace. So that is number one. It is a universal spiritual philosophy. It's beyond caste, creed, color. I mean, anybody can adopt it. And that's always we say the divine grace is all over the world. There are masters, Lord Shiva has produced all over the world. I give the examples. It's a universal spiritual philosophy. Secondly, it emphasizes on the supreme unity of the self with the God. What is the supreme unity? Supreme unity, as you said, it is a strict Advaita. We're absolutely no less than the God. In fact, I was just uh, explaining the great Iqbal, the Islamic poet of Iqbal. You know, he also spoke of Advaita. I mean, everybody who knows about this, Khudi ko kar blanditna, ke har takdeer se pehle, khuda bande se khud puche, bata teri raza kya hai. Then when he goes in, he said, just pure advice, nothing but pure advice. And he goes in the mystic trance. He says, oh God, we are, you and me are one only. You and me are one only. And now, you know, they say that on the day of judgment, well, God will ask you, what are your plus and minus points? How can you judge me? You are not different from me. Why should you judge me? He says, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I have to stop you here, um, Virendraji. Thank you so much for giving us that broad thing. And I'm going to come back to you um, for question answers. Well, I should cover and that I'm other topic also, you know, the Kashmir contribution with others. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, and we'll come back to that in question okay. answers. What very you good, have very done, good. What you have done right now, you have given us a sense that Kashmir Shaivism, even though it originated in Kashmir, it was not something that stayed in Kashmir. It was, it went around and it influenced scholars from everywhere. And that's what, that's an important point that needed to come. So what is happening in last 35, 40 minutes on this, in this conversation is actually very detrimental to a lot of my friends who are on the left hand of the political spectrum. Because right now, what both you gentlemen, wonderful gentlemen are trying to say is that there was a time in Kashmir when um, they were not fighting rest of the mainland India, and they were actually contributing and in a very scholarly way. So that's what you have uh, sort of established in um, last, um, you know, in last 40 minutes or so, and which we always knew um, that the history of Kashmir does not begin in 1947. It goes really way far back, and it's not just a piece of land that we must say. It's also um, a piece of civilization that we must, um, you know, guard because this is what we own. Um, ultimately, this is what we have. 